version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 237. All the important people are here tonight. Oh yeah, I said it. Ouch. Hey, Jess- Dan. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Dan. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. What's going on, Dan? I don't know where Jesse's at. Jeez. I'm right here, dude. I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I Not didn't sell it. you on it. No. Ah. Only because I was in on the conversation before we started recording you're right you didn't just sort of magically show up here and start the episode huh yeah and wonder who was all here without knowing before going into it yeah so yeah nick's here justin's here what's up jesse's dan's here (laughs) yeah jesse's uh applying vagicil or something tonight ow (laughs) come on i just went with the girly voice you went straight to Vaginal medication. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's busy. He's working. What can I say? He's uh, he's a grown up now. I guess is what it boils down to. He's got other responsibilities. But we're here. Really, that's all that matters. It is true. So who wants to go first? Because it's been a crazy few weeks for me, and I've got some pretty interesting. I think I think kind of funny stories. Um, but they're always funny when you think about them in your head. And when you start to tell them, they, you start to realize they're not funny and you're like already committed to the story. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got to finish Oh, it. I cannot wait for those. So I'm going to go ahead and go first because I know. boring. Mine? Yeah. No, mine actual. Well, okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> I'm going to set, I'm going to set, uh, set the record straight. Anything that I've been doing in the hobby compared to you is going to be considered boring because you're like wild and crazy now. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're one of those guys again. You remember guys, if you haven't listened to the show long enough, you think back to, or, you know, rewind back to, I don't know what episode 40 or 50. Yeah. Somewhere in there. 60, something like that, where Dan all, you know, Dan would get on the show and be like, yeah, I flew again. Five days a week this week <laughs> yeah, for eight hours a day. Put my 40 in fact, hours in it to fly. There, there was a point on Wednesday where I wasn't feeling the flying anymore. So I went back to my truck and I fell asleep for three hours. Yeah. At the field. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So not you remember I'm back at. in the days when I had a lazy boy in the trailer. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, now and a TV. And uh, DVD player. And, you know. And porn. Well, that too. Yeah, that's there. Gotta have that, right? Hey, man, you know. Wouldn't be a day at the field. <laughs> yeah. I we'll mean, whack and it, smack and we're good to go. That's, that's right. called, it's Dan's 10 Essentials. <laughs> He's not going hiking, but. 
<laughs> we got the recliner, the TV, and the porn. Yeah, three out. It's three out of ten right there. Of glove, lubriderm. There's five. Yep, Some nitro, a transmitter, helis. Yeah. All right. So I actually had a pretty darn good. What has it been? Week? Two weeks? What is it? Do do we record last week? No. Did we? I don't know. It's you know it's been it's been like that lately. Yeah, I, I think, think we did. I, yeah, I think we did. we did record. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. So it's it's been a decent week. Work has still been very rough, but uh, you know I I'm getting through it. It it sort of is what it is. Uh, the weather's been beautiful, seventies even eighties at times, uh, and sunny. Not a cloud in the sky. So, you know, halfway through last week, uh, I'm, I'm sitting there talking to my wife and I said, oh, what? I can't remember how we started the conversation, but basically it went something like Marnie comes to me and says, honey, do you realize that Urcha is in five weeks? When are you going to start flying? <laughs> okay. Ouch. Damn. Burn. So there, my wife is pointing out to me that I'm expected to compete in a speed cup that I'm putting on in five weeks, and she does not deem my flight count to be worthy of that, that particular situation. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because, you know, Nick and I had talked a little, a little while ago about the whole flight count thing, and... I got to believe that if I have broken a hundred this year, it's not much above, but I don't think I've gotten that far. That's how bad of a year it's been. So fast forward to this, uh, this last weekend here, we're recording as you guys know, a little bit later, which is why I can actually say I'm not taking a no fly because if we recorded at a regular time, it would have been all over. I got out all Sunday Showed up at the field at about 1030, stayed until about six thereabouts, and I did one thing and one thing only, and that was fly speed. And I even dedicated myself to one model, the TDR2. Nothing else got flown. Wow. That, that was it. Because here's the deal, right? I mean, we knew, uh, I've talked before on the previous shows, there's a break-in period. Got to get the head dampers broken in there. And so I wanted to observe that. And also, as I've mentioned, this model does not fly like all of the other speed helis that I've flown. It is very <laughs> That's unique. That's the most polite way of saying it flies like shit. Well, okay. <laughs> I, you know what, Nick? That Fine. is the... That is I'm the, gonna go I there. spent an exuberant amount of money on this, so it can't fly bad. Yeah, you kind of look at it and you're like, you're adding up the dollar signs. You've probably broken about 5K and you're like, but it sucks. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know? <laughs> like, no, I, hey. Uh-oh. Like, what? <laughs> I have, I have been there. So and you can't believe it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up in your head. It can't add up. Yes. For you to maintain sanity. Yeah. Okay. So. So I'm looking at it and yeah, and, and there's, there's a cool few grand and I'm thinking, when's it going to start flying better? (laughs) (laughs) 
when's it going to start responding the way I expect when I anytime now? Yeah, there's clearly something something amiss here because it can't be me. Well, so. You know, so let's talk symptoms here. Um, The first handful of flights and you saw a few of those, Nick, I was just doing sport flying just to get the head moving and get the dampers broken in. And then once I got a little bit further along, I started actually focusing on speed flights. So, you know, we moved from 2000 to 2400, and then I finally bumped it up to 2600 RPM, left it at 14 degrees of pitch on collective, about 11 or 12 on cyclic. So all the right numbers, no big deal there. And... You know, I'm I'm fighting this thing in weird ways. So for one, uh, it wants to nose up. Now, I'm using that terminology really carefully. I don't mean pitch up like people think, like a retreating blade stall where it's flying and then a second later it's not. Yeah. It's like in a wall. I know those. that's not what we're dealing with. <laughs> it's one of these where, you know, you set the line and uh it just wants to pull the nose up. It wants to flatten out. It doesn't want to keep the nose down. So I go, you know, go through my checklist like I usually do. Check the CG. Well, uh, who would have thought? Apparently, the Germans are not immune to CG issues because this one is more tail heavy than I expected. Now, not as bad as the Diablo, right? The Diablo, I had to pull, put like a freaking curling iron in the front of it to get the damn thing to be nose heavy the tdr only requires a you know a few copper bbs right okay so i get the cg set a little bit more aggressively nose down by about 10 or 12 degrees and that helps but it doesn't go away so i'm still having to hold forward elevator in to keep it flat and that is a big no-no because when you're dealing with a situation where it doesn't want to hold straight, you putting more cyclic in at full pitch and high speed just puts you closer to retreating blade stall. Uh, so then I start getting aggressive with the fly barless settings. And the biggest one uh, for those who tune speed is on Bavarian Demon, at least, and every system has a different one, is called decay rate. And what that basically does is if, you know, you think about it, if you did it on the bench, uh, when you sit, leave it on the bench and let the swash plate settle out, and then you go and you give a full throw cyclic input, say back elevator, and then you let go of the stick and let it bounce back to center, watch how quickly the, the swash plate levels back out on its own. The faster that levels the faster the decay rate the higher the decay or yeah the higher the decay rate the slower you do it the slower it happens and for speed when you've got porpoising you want to have a lower decay rate because it's going to return itself to level much slower now this is also the one where if you're not careful and you give a gross cyclic input while you're spooling up then you may spool up and start getting light on the skids before the swash plate relevels. And then you can have a tip over, you know, other issues like that. So I'm going down on decay rate and it's getting a little bit better. And 
So I decide I'm going to go and screw with gain. I finally start getting good performance at a gain of 35. Okay. Now, to give you perspective, my Diablo sits at about 48 to 50, the Diablo speed. The, the Gowie is at like 55 on head gain. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, what the hell is going on with this thing? Uh, it, it worked better at higher head speed. I'm getting it to track a little bit easier. But I, uh, I couldn't figure it out. I get on the phone with my friend Santiago and we're, you know, talking back and forth on this and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And it occurs to me that this has linear servo drive, right? So uh, the Bavarian Demon flybarless system, like a lot of other flybarless systems, has a uh, sinusoidal linearizer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, it just made it just clicked. Did it just click? Yeah. Okay. Holy so, crap. That's the one that helicopter mean? in the world you get to like turn it off on. Yeah. So so what it is, and every flybarless system does it differently. Some of them you don't even get to tune it. But on the Bavarian Demon, you get a little slider and you can tune it. And what it is is as you guys know, and we've talked about the servo geometry before in all of our technical technical chats on the show. With a regular servo and and linkage, and you've got your little your servo horn, you are translating the rotation of a point around an arc or a circle to up and down or side to side motion on the link. And what that means is as you get further away from center on the servo, the motion or the distance that the link travels up or down per degree of rotation decreases and so the sinus or the sinusoidal linearizer um boosts the the actual throw per degree of the servo as you get further away from the center pulse and uh and basically makes it so that the linkage is moving the same distance no matter what it's it is so-called linear uh, it it cheats electronically. Well, now you put that on a linear servo drive, which is designed to be mechanically linear. And what happens towards yeah. the end of the servo motion gets real it bad, increases it. Right. So now I'm linear, 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 and all of a sudden it starts taking off quick. I get more displacement per degree because I'm already linear than I did initially. So it's kind of like, and this is not a a technically correct description, but it is, it is uh, in simple terms, kind of like adding the wrong direction of expo. So uh, this was a profound discovery. You following Dan? Does that make sense? It kind of sounds to me like you're explaining expo. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Used expo for back in the old days. Well, um, Expo is, and and that's why I said it's not technically the correct term, because Expo is around center, right? You're trying to soften or sharpen it around center. Think about this, but on the outside. But didn't we we try to use Expo to create a more linear throw? Wasn't that kind of the point of Expo back in the old days? 
you can't. Yeah, you're right. You could use it that way. It just like I said, it operates on the center of the servo range about the zero point, whereas in this particular case, it's supposed to operate at the extremes of throw. Okay, so unfortunately, I realized this after I was packing up. <laughs> um, and hey, but you know what? I'm okay with it because I towards the end of the day, dude, I was chasing my tail. No pun intended. I was fighting the thing and it was getting better. Like I could see the improvement, but it still wasn't there where I had confidence that I could just hammer the shit out of it and not worry about any issues. I feel like that's, I I feel like that's something that they should have put in the manual. Like with how detailed the manual was and how just impeccable every last little step was, why couldn't they just put it like, Hey, by the way, on every fly barless system. And for the record, half you people are probably going, dude, I don't remember that checkbox. What's yeah, a well, sinusoidal linearizer? Yeah, what's this? Every fly barless system defaults to it on. And most of them don't even show you that option. You have to go like way digging advanced, in, your, dude. In, in your advanced swash menus to, to even find it to turn it off. So I'm kind yep. of a little I'm a little surprised that they didn't that they didn't mention anything in the manual cuz I got to tell you I I don't know I know my flybarless systems uh, I equally would have pulled my hair out and maybe not even thought of it Sounds yeah, like a medical I, condition Dude I I went I went through 15 plus flights just I mean trying everything in the book adding more weight, taking weight out, tuning all of the advanced parameters, you know, I just, I could not figure it out. And what keyed me off to it was like, wait a minute, dude, why the hell is it flying better with much lower head gain? Hmm. Because out at those extremes, when I've got 14 degrees of collective in, And I'm trying to haul ass and keep the thing level, which requires a significant amount of left swash or left aileron. Uh, You know, the thing is super sensitive to small perturbations. So, again, I didn't get to I didn't get to try it. I have it tuned up now and ready to go. I turned it off completely. I really hope my theory is correct, but it's very sound. So I'm. It's I'm gotta confident be. this it's gotta, gotta be, be it. Yeah. Even if it doesn't nail it perfectly, it's gonna be in the right direction. So yeah, that that was kind of a I mean, I felt really good about being able to get in a lot of flights and get used to the heli a little bit more, you know, used to its sounds and its tendencies. Uh really felt like I was, you know, getting good good tuning experience on it, even though it turns out I was fighting myself. But next time I go out, I'm hoping that that will be the nail in the coffin and we will start just pushing it hard and getting it moving fast. So that that was my my little uh, duh moment on speed tuning. Uh, I do have to say, though, uh, this thing without worrying about the nose ups. Okay, the thing flies fantastic. I've never never had any of my other speed helis pull uh, reverse Cuban 8 transitions as clean as this thing does. 
Well, imagine I mean, what it's going to be like when you got the swash set up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it just flies amazing. Um, so having a blast with that. Didn't get flying in on any of the other helis, which, again, didn't have a problem with. Uh, now, I also mentioned before that this heli came with, or I, I brought along with it, uh, two new packs. These are OptiPower 4450Cs. Uh, 14s. So I did, you know, did my standard bench break in that we've talked about before. Uh, gotten about, let's see, I think I'm almost at 10 cycles per pack through the TDR of varying, you know, uh, load, uh, increasing load. And these packs are now at room temperature up to about 36 C. Nice. So they're 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 squeaking up against the highest that i've ever seen which was i think I, the the best i've ever had personally was like 38 or 39 they're doing really well though Sweet. um one of the other cool things at the field i i got to hang out with uh adam you guys know adam our buddy uh friend of uh the kraken as oh, we yes. all know yep Yes. Adam had scored a killer freaking deal on a DJI Phantom Standard, the one with the 2.7K camera, the three-axis brushless gimbal. He got it online for 400 bucks, ready to fly. Nice. And so he busted this thing out and tried to take some video of me while I was speed flying, but um, I ended up taking an interest in it and, uh, you know, Flew it a little bit for a few minutes at least. Checked out the whole app setup where, you know, you put your phone on the transmitter and it gives you video and you can record and you can have it take off and land for you. And you guys are thinking at this point, why is he talking about this? I am thinking that very thing. Yeah. Okay. So let me give it to you. you I bought You bought it from him. No, I haven't. I haven't bought it. I haven't bought it. But. We, you know, I, I've taken additional interest over the last year in doing my own sort of fun videos. Now, I'm getting better at it. It's more because I have fun doing videos of, of you know, me doing speed flying, not because I necessarily think that they're top notch or good in comparison to anyone else's videos. But one of the things that I've had, you know, envisioned in my head is sort of the the ground video, right? Where you circle around the heli while it's on the ground, or you do sort of like a smooth fly over it. And I can't do that with my hands or my iPhone because I don't have a gimbal. And so I thought it would be really nice to be able to have a crappy little quad so that I could do that kind of stuff. And then also, you know, take videos or pictures or something of it uh, with someone's help when I'm at the field. And this thing, I didn't realize how cheap it was, but it got me thinking that maybe that's something that I, I mean, for 400 bucks, that's a killer deal, isn't it? Normally I hit the mute button when I do that. That bad, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. no. hey, you do what you want. You do your thing, man. Whatever. Yeah, you do, you do your thing. That's That's what you need to do. Maybe you can uh, add on to your uh, exuberantly large flight count with some multi-rotor flights. That's what you need to no, do. No, no, they don't count. count. It's a tool. Yeah, no, it doesn't count. It's not I fun. think you're a tool for bringing this up. 
No, seriously, dude. <laughs> Don't be a D bag. <laughs> Bam! That just happened. I just I I think it's yes, okay, shooting video I think is fun. But I want to see you get well, I, I guess at the end of the day, I just want you to have fun. I just have concern over your decreasing flight count every year. Dude, <laughs> what does that have to do with a shitty little camera ship? Because it's just time. It's time. I know you're so limited on time that I want to see you get out and fly helis and have fun as much as you can. But if this gives you pleasure, then by all means, whack away, Jim. Whack away. Oh, jeez. All right. Apparently, I brought it up to the wrong two people. But that's okay. I'm good with it. At least you're uh, honest. Yeah, <laughs> Walter we'll, give me a bad taste in my mouth. Not going to lie. Uh, not, not surprisingly, Dan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I did fly one this weekend. So. Hey, don't feel bad. Dan got a pedicure. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about that motherfucker, too. Oh, wow. Okay. We definitely want to hear about that. So bottom line is I won't ever bring that shit up again. Um, uh, I'd probably be better off talking about application of Vagisil at this point. Yes. Or sand or, or cleaning of sand. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, strawberry, apple douche, whatever. Yuck, dude. Apple. I don't know. You're not supposed to drink it, Justin. You're not supposed to drink it. You just got to be Stop. careful with what's going on. It may turn into Stop. cider down there, dude. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is wrong. Yeah, I could have gone somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think that that is pretty much it, except for the fact that it's 4th of July weekend coming up. I have Friday through Monday off. I will be flying at least two days. And as instructed by my wife, I will be getting out every single weekend between now and Urcho, which is approximately five weeks from now, so that I can have a snowball's chance in hell of actually flying competitively at the Urcho Speed Cup. Because you got to get the R5 ready, too, don't you? R5 is ready, dude. Oh, is it ready? Like, it doesn't need, no one, I don't need to touch it. I, I did that one or two experiments at 3,700, not worth it. Ate my batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to go. I'm I'm going back to 34 or 35, and I'm going to rip that bitch up. All right. You guys all know me, and you definitely know what I look for when it comes to helicopters, and that is reliability. For several months now, and hundreds of flights, I've been flying the MSH Protos Max. I'm to the point where I have complete confidence when this heli's in the air. I know that the quality manufacturing and the amazing part support from MSH USA will keep this model at the top of my list. For those of you looking for a top-notch 700 or even an 800 class helicopter that screams quality and has an unbeatable price tag, look no further than MSHUSA.com. Well, Nick, do you want to go first or... Uh... I don't even remember. See, that's my problem. It's been so long. So I think. Well, I tell you what. I'll. Uh, I'll you help. go because I want you to talk about your trip here. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll just throw in any extra things if I think about. Because we it. had some cool shit happen there. Right? Oh man, uh, yeah. So, I've I've been out 
uh, on the road for quite some time, right? I went to see my brothers. As I think we talked about that last show. I don't remember exactly. But anyway, went to see my brother. Ended up coming to Nick's a little bit earlier than planned. Uh, yeah. We just believe that at that. <laughs> and uh, so I show up to Nick's and, of course, you know, he's working and I'm hanging out and the weather there sucks dude it's it's beautiful there right it's green lots of amazing scenery but it's just it's so wet (laughs) all the time but it did it did give us some time to go flying most importantly i show up to build a uh ellie and we talked about that i'm pretty sure because we recorded about that in the trailer but Moving on to the next weekend, uh, that would have been, we recorded the, it must have been a Thursday or Friday, of course, Father's Day weekend, um, Nick and I decide to head to Lindenfield. We'd mm-hmm. flown there one night, but we went back and we decided to spend the whole day there. And I'm going to kind of, I'll, I'll just, so we show up and I'm going to let you Nick, give the details because it was really cool, but I'll just kind of paint it for us. So we show up and. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're like, Nick's, I'm following Nick. We take both the trailers and we, I noticed that there was this big ass white truck pulling into the flight field. I'm like, hmm, that's, that's weird. And then, so we get pulling around the corner and we see a helicopter over there and I'm like, oh shit, a full scale. They're going to be spraying today. Like, oh, that kind of sucks. So we pull in and guys, there's a guy laying on the ground out there. Uh, the must, you know, he's the pilot of the helicopter and, uh, Nick gets pulled in. And, uh, by the time I get turned around, they're already talking. It's only going to be a little bit, not a big deal. Yeah. Like 30 minutes. Yeah. So we thought, well, this is going to be kind of cool because we're going to be able to watch these guys fly this full scale, uh, right literally on top of us. Yeah. Old Hiller. Yeah. So this guy fires it up and, and, uh, it, it was just, I mean, helicopters are cool, full scale helicopters. And to watch this guy do his thing right off the ground and come up and do stall turns, it was really quite amazing. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, dude, I am going to walk over there and I'm going to say, I will give you 200 bucks if you, if you give me a ride in that helicopter. <laughs> yeah, he did too. Like did. he was completely prepared. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go ask this guy what his price is to get a ride into the, in this helicopter. Uh, of course, I never did do that. But we're sitting there uh, after they're done, and we're watching them you know, land. They, they, they land the helicopter on top of a truck, right? That's, got a, that's the coolest. Yeah, like, got, I, I was not expecting that. Yeah, on was, top of a truck? Yeah, it's got yeah. Like, this landing pad on it, and that's where they fill up the chemicals or whatever they're spraying. Yeah, right? it's like a rack. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Think of like a roof like rack a on a rack. car. He just crossed lands on it and and the i mean it is he touches down and they are refilled and back flying in less than 30 seconds yeah it was huge 100 gallons 100 gallons chemicals so they're doing that and we're kind of watching it and literally the guy like we're standing at the edge of the next trailer and we're looking up and this guy i mean he's just like coming right at you he's only like i don't know maybe 15 20 feet off the top of the Maybe 10 feet, maybe close. He's very, very close to the top of the berries. And, and he's coming right at us and he just does that. Just t- nose up, you know, big stall turn, comes back around and hits it again. It was very cool. Yeah, my kid's just like, whoa! <laughs> it was really time. cool. 
I think there for a minute we were all eight years old. You know oh, what I mean? no question. <laughs> so, dude, that's freaking awesome. It, it was yeah. pretty pretty cool. But I'm gonna let Nick kind of take over from here. But I will leave you with this: the guy landed, and he starts walking over to the to the trailer. And there's all and me, Auden, and Nick are sitting in the trailer. Yeah. So he he walks up. He walks up to me, and I'm and I'm kind of thinking that he. He was going to be like, hey, guys, thanks for waiting. All right, we'll get out of your hair. Have a nice day or whatever. He just walked straight up and he goes, and it wasn't the pilot. The pilot was still sitting in the helicopter. This was like the the refill guy. He walks straight up. He goes, can your son go for a ride? And I was like, uh, um, excuse me? <laughs> uh, let me think about that. Yes. So I turned around and Auden's eyes are just like he saw a freaking pair of titties for the first time. It <laughs> was just like, oh my goodness. I said, it, that's, if you want to, you are, and he's, uh, 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 uh-huh. So they just walked him straight over there, put a set of, uh, like, uh, earmuffs on him, strapped him into the seat, and it, it's, it, it's an old hiller, so it's really kind of weird looking. The tail boom is way low in the front, but goes up in the back. And and it's open. There's no doors, no nothing, <laughs> big bubble, you know, bubble front to it. So he's just like sitting on the side, just strapped in with this big grin. And that guy bombed him around. Yes, he did. I mean, he was not. Uh, he he like really he was like, hot dogging and shit. Yeah, they went out. and he, oh. You could tell he kind of like tested the waters for a little bit. And then he just went out kind of back over the crops and, and just went and Auden was just like grinning the whole time. <laughs> and the cool part was um, all my friends on Facebook got to see, I happen to have my DSLR there. So I, I'm just like, you know, I'm running for, for my 6D and my 70 to 200 lens. So I just annihilated with pictures on this, and I got some amazing pictures of the whole deal. I mean, it was just like the coolest thing ever. So cool. And I was sitting back there going, aw. <laughs> it's like, aw. <laughs> yeah. Would you have gone in it, Dan? I, I think I would have, yeah. How how and why would you not have? Well, I'm I know I'm asking honestly because you know there are a lot of people that appreciate aircraft and want to be around them like up close but then given the opportunity wouldn't necessarily get in a small civilian uh, airplane yeah, or, I mean, or I've helicopter. Done it, I've done it before. I've ridden in them before, but uh yeah, I mean I would have. Sure. I mean I think he I, I don't know. The you know he was he he was riding Auden around kind of like he was what he, you know, he was doing the things that he was doing when he was crop dusting. So he was like kind of going up on those steep stall turns, yeah. you know, and just swinging it back around and diving back towards the bushes and the, and the berries and whatnot. And that's you know, awesome, dude. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a very cool experience. That's a, that's a lifetime memory right there. Oh yeah. So that was a, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good start to the day. And, um, the there. Father's Day. Yeah. yeah, great Father's Day present for me to see him have that much fun. Oh, that was Father's Day. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. Sunday. Nick's hey. mom brought us out some lunch. It was a good day. Got a lot of flying in. Oh, yeah. No crashes that day. Wait. No. Nope. Well, there were some close ones. We both <laughs> kind of had some close ones. 
Nick was doing this. Um, <laughs> Nick was being an idiot. He was. He actually did two different. Uh, so the let's say uh, I think the runway is kind of an east-west runway, right? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going east and west. Uh, actually, the first ones he was doing was kind of a north and south kind of a where he just lifts off from a side orientation, yep. kind of sucks it up underneath, and and then kind of pushes it out away from him. You, you ever, Justin, you ever seen those, like, the guys start side in, right? You do a half aileron roll, and then you just go full negative collective, yeah. and it's yeah. like you're just keeping it low to the ground, but inverted side in, kind of? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, they had the whatever was planted, or maybe it was just weeds, I don't know, but it I was... I think it's uh, just weeds. But the weeds had, like, these red, uh, like, blooms blossoms on the top right so you mm-hmm. could you can see the like sea of red uh, and then he he yelled, i was in the trailer and he goes come check this out and you look down and it's like a hole like for 50 yards <laughs> the all the tops were gone all the way down <laughs> so so he did that a couple times and then another time it was um kind of a, a east west kind of uh sideways inverted fast low uh, pass on the far side of the runway, and he was just kind of clipping the tops of the of the grass, which was maybe I don't know a foot and a half. But I I don't know if he I just I don't think you saw it, did you? You didn't see the trans. I don't think you saw the transition in grass, right? No, it went. There was like there's runway grass, which is like <laughs> a putting green. Then there's like six inch grass off to the far right. Then one foot grass right in front of you. And then off to the left is like two foot grass. Yeah. <laughs> so he's cruising along like a good stretch of it, just clip, 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 and all of a sudden, and literally like eight feet of that shit is just like mowed down, and and like we should have taken a picture of it, but he just barely got it up and out of there. It's one of those ones where you dig in, and your heli wobbles and bobbles and bobbles <laughs> really bad. As you're climbing out and grass is like flying everywhere. And I'm like, do I hit throttle hold or not? Do I hit throttle hold or not? Because it just made a horrid sound. But yeah. it made it out all right. And that's when you were like. I said, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this shit. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, Dan. So I decided to go for the little bit longer grass, kind of further bit down the way. Okay. And so I flipped it inverted and this was. Right, this is right when we were starting to get ready. You know, it was a half hour left. We were just kind of getting picked up, and um, so I flip it inverted, and I go, and I'm like, I'm look, I'm watching, I'm like, shit, I should be touching the grass. It must have been there, must have been a little bit shorter. You know, it's the grass right there is a little bit taller, but right, you're back further, and so I'm like, I'm kind of below the grass. I don't know why I'm not hearing anything, <laughs> and so I go down a little bit further, and all of a sudden, even Nick heard this. He's over at the trailer. It just did the same thing, you know. Just <laughs> so I punched it out, and it was just making this horrific sound. And, and I thought it was uh, there's, you know, something got in the belt, or something was rubbing the belt, or something. And so I flip it around and uh, and uh, hit uh, idle and bring it in. And I'm like, God, it just doesn't doesn't sound right. So I I went out and I I just kind of glanced. I was just looking for something sticking out of the belt or something. Didn't see anything, and uh, went back and. Tried to fire it up again, and it it sounded okay until it got to a certain head speed. You did, and then you did a left pyro. Yeah, remember? It's, well, no. I first I spooled it up when you were there, 
and I, it, I, the sound happened, and and we were like, eh, just fly it and see what happens. So I took off, <laughs> and it sounded a little off, but not bad. But then mm-hmm. I did a pyro, and then it just sounded like it was just going to explode. And uh, that so is I, awesome. <laughs> so I brought it back down, and I'm like, there must be a crack blade or something. So <laughs> Nick walks over to it, and he grabs the blade. Boom, 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 boom. It just bounces back and forth. So Dude, yeah, I go out Ooh. there and I like bend it ninety degrees. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I think I found your problem. Yeah, and so of course we pack it in. But there's something, Nick, that I found out once I got to Dieter's Fun Fly. Both of those blades were in that condition. Both. Oh blades. wow! How it didn't come down is beyond me. Because those things just must have been holding on by the very last pieces of carbon fiber. <laughs> I mean, they, it just must have just been holding on. So, but anyway, I cut some grass. So, yeah, good for me. No Sweet, crashes. Sweet, dude. Yeah. Good job. And uh, so as the day, the week goes on, I was just kind of getting ready to to get out and head to Dieter's. So we didn't really get much flying. And we did go see World of Warcraft, though. Oh, yep. dude, did it suck? I heard it sucked. I, it's... <laughs> It sucked. It it yeah. Nick didn't like it. I well, but Nick has no context. Exactly, which right? which is why I think you would like it. You you're. I would definitely wait for the DVD. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the theater. I think you'll like it just from the story perspective. The acting was horrible. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, I can imagine, dude. But, it was like sci-fi channel, sci-fi channel presents movie acting. But Justin, was it one of those ones, Nick, where like as the movie progressed, you slinked deeper into your chair and kind of it. looked to both sides and you were like, well, we we're the only two in the movie. Why theater. am I here? Yeah, For the record, we were the only oh. two <laughs> in so, the theater. Oh, wow. OK. Congratulations. Th- that not, CG was kind of cool. It's like a mandate. Yeah. I mean, Justin, I think you'll like it uh, from a story perspective because it's interesting to kind of watch the beginnings. It's based off the first the first Warcraft game. So they kind of did a little crossing over, like Dalaran was in there, shouldn't have been in there. You know, some of the cities that were in there shouldn't have been in there. But nonetheless you got to see that shit. And some of the accuracies of how the cities were laid out, how you and I are used to in the game, it's fucking yep. it's fucking amazing. I mean oh, it's really cool. See now that would be cool. Like they showed Ironforge and you're like, holy shit. Fucking Iron That's Ironforge. Hell yeah. They showed Stormwind and like you know where you land the Griffins in Stormwind? Yep. They were landing the Griffins and that's All right, nerd boys. Anyway. I think from that aspect, you would like it. So anyway, uh I get loaded up and get ready to go and uh head on over to Dieters and um got there Wednesday night and the weather was so much better than last year. My God. (laughs) I mean Wednesday was beautiful. Thursday was pretty good. Friday was cold and and uh and windy, uh rainy and shit, but it really got nice towards the weekend. Uh I did get quite a bit of flying in and uh, I don't I think I pretty much hit my limit I my goal of 15 flights at a fun fly. Don't know for sure cuz I didn't sweet, but they're all tallied up. Everything's everything's going good. Got the gassers. Uh, well, mainly focused on the 300 and uh, got it flying pretty good for a little while. <laughs> and uh, we got, uh, I just blew the shit out of the, out of the 570 and had a good time. The turnout was pretty good. There was 
I think there was 35-ish there. So, you know, most of the most of the crew from the Northwest were there, and a few guys from Canada came down. And uh, the the big, big excitement for me for the weekend was uh, the uh, 300 went in. You guys see, seen the pictures, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We did. So I, I actually, What happened? Well, I was fighting with that thing. Uh, I got two flights in it uh, in uh, earlier, like I th- on Thursday or whatever, and it started doing some pretty weird shit uh, about the second flight or third flight in. It just started doing this crazy, crazy, like dramatic, I, I don't even want to call it a head bob. I would call it a jerk, you know, and I couldn't really decide if it was an elevator or if it was an aileron. It was just dramatic and unexpected. Uh, so I landed it, and it started doing it on spool up. So we dug around for quite some time trying to figure out what the hell that was. Uh, long story short there, it turns out it was a servo. I replaced the servo, and all's well again. Of course, Sean Pemple, typically, as always he does at Fun Flies, tries to encourage me to go fly, right? And I was out there kind of showing him some of the stuff I was doing and uh, some of the new stuff that I'm trying and <laughs> all right. So I'm out there and I'm, I'm trying to do uh, some to, to finish up the last half of the, what I'm going to call a half barrel flip. Everybody else calls it something else, but fuck them. I'll call it what I want to call it. Right. And so I tried to finish that up and end in the same position I started in. And I was, I was working on them and I was getting kind of cocky with the first half and I uh, decided to try one a little lower than typical. And uh, as I was coming through, uh, I totally lost orientation, totally lost it. And what I had been doing in the past, uh, well, since we set up rescue, is I try to practice it twice every flight because I need to get just like we are with throttle hold, you know, just like instantaneous. There it is. Wasn't there yet. Sean was actually standing right next to me, and he told me that I made a decision. The decision was, as, as I was losing orientation, I'm like, I made the decision to, to try to do a rescue. Looking back, maybe I should have done throttle hold. But anyway, the decision was for, to hit rescue. And so I went to hit it, and I just I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. Sean said he actually saw me look down at the radio, right? <laughs> Why are you not working? <laughs> As the hell he's falling, out of, falling the sky, out of the sky, you're like rescue, so rescue, we're, rescue. We're standing there, and of course, it's uh, you know, it's it just goes in with the fuel fury of a of a gasser, you know, just heavy a fourteen pound gasser. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> just the thud heard around the fun fly. Everybody, even the guys on the on the all the way on the opposite side over where the RC car track is, where they were flying FPV racers, heard it. Everybody heard it. And it just sounded like it was going to be very dramatic and, and tragic, you know, when we found it. But here's, here's the thing. My radio actually reached up and slapped me right after, right after I wrecked. So I'm sitting there. You hear it go in. I immediately look over at Sean. Sean's looking at me, and the radio says, rescue ended. (laughs) That's what the radio said? The radio said, rescue ended. And it was just like maybe a second after the thud. Is that what it says Like when you let off the rescue switch? That's what it says when it goes back to level. 
Yeah, so the way, Justin, the way that the, we got to play around with it a lot. I mean, we were having, because, you know, this was, a, I had never messed with it. So when Dan got his set up, it was like, woohoo, let's, let's go play. And so what you do is um, you can put it on a momentary switch if you want, but the way that we have our radios all set up because we've got throttle kill stuff and this and, and buddy box all set up is we just have it on a regular switch. So when you flip it, to rescue like you go all the way down with your switch what does it say dan does it say rescue start rescue start yeah so it'll say rescue start and then it starts the rescue process now it flips the heli over does its climb and then it'll say rescue ended and at that point you have it back it does not stay in rescue mode yeah it's just it's just a audio auto audio warning that you you are now it's all you should you. start climbing. You should start flying it now because it's yeah, you. yep. So that's how it works. Interesting. So okay. yeah, and uh, so yeah, it said that, and that was awesome because you know yeah. it was on the ground, and so we <laughs> we walk over there, and uh, uh, I I didn't even I you know the the throttle the the engine kill switch I hadn't even hit yet because I'm like well there's no way in hell that thing's still running I mean, but uh, Phil Phil come trotting out there and he's like hey kill the motor. So apparently I did actually, after after I knew that it was going in, I hit throttle hold. I don't know. I didn't get to it in time because I had two teeth missing off the main gear. But at least it wasn't trying to do a chicken dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. So we go over there and, uh, you know, it looked kind of bad at first, but it really isn't too bad. There's no no frame damage. Uh, just That's a, boom. a big one. Yeah. How did it land, Dan? How exactly? Like, did it hit the tail first I, or what? I think it hit the tail first because uh, I think I hit rescue and it was trying to flip it around. So I think it was in the process of flipping itself around. Okay. Tail first and then it hit on the left side of the frame, um, killed that landing gear. Took out the landing gear, took out the boom, and it killed a blade grip in the blades. Looks like it took out your air filter too. No. No? No. Okay. I will have to take it off and clean it, but no. That's just a foam air filter, dude. No, it's fine. Very nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, it wasn't, it's really not that bad. And so, you know, everyone's doing, you know, as typical you do. Oh, shit, dude. Sorry about that. You know, but I got to tell you, I, at first I was like, damn it. Because, you know, now it's like, now you got to fix it, which is the only shitty part of it. But that whole the crash did not bother me. It didn't shake me. It didn't rattle me at all. I bet you it even took the edge off. Dude, I you're like, dude, I got it out of the way. And the thing now, let's go fucking fly. I, you know, but I kind of think I was past that. Uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe not completely. But what? Here's what here, my take on it. It's like I crashed trying something new, and I haven't done that for a long, long, long time, and it didn't bother me in the least. It, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sitting there trying to, you know, manually or, you know, add up the cost as sometimes you do when you crash, you're like, oh shit, there's 200, there's three, shit, I'm up to about 350 bucks, whatever. Didn't do that at all. It did because it doesn't matter. It didn't bother me. It yeah. was, it's such a different deal when you're flying, having fun, trying new stuff and you put one in, it just, 
I don't know. It's never bothered me. Yeah. So it was good. I agree. So it does suck because you do realize that you got to fix it. Yeah, that's but the, thing that the nice part is, see, the only time I've ever felt really bad about it is when I know that I have to fix it immediately because I don't have another heli. Yeah, that's that does suck. Luckily, that wasn't the case for me. So sweet, dude. So I haven't really started. Uh, of course, I just got home. Uh, last night, and I've just been vegging ever since. It was just this this uh, almost six, 17 days out has just, it's really, I'm tired. I'm oh, really yeah, tired. it's got to wear on you. So I've just kind of been chilling out. But um, so, you know, overall, Dieter's Funfly was really a really good event. It was kind of, it was very low key uh, and a lot of fun. The, the, sh- the usual guys were there. Uh, the weather on Friday sucked. I actually went up into the mountains. And found some goat trails to take my truck on. That was fun. Nice. Up in the up in the wood. Uh, what the, weather or what uh what day was it? Saturday? Friday. Friday, yeah. Um Jay Fisk posted a phone video of like some nasty hail. Yeah, dude. it did hail. Yeah. Well, I went up and found some mud and had a blast in the mud. <laughs> so luckily I Sweet. Didn't get stuck way out there. But no, it was a good event. We had some lights. Dieter had a little bit of problem with uh, one of the lights. Couldn't quite, couldn't quite. Uh, one night it wouldn't fire up. They actually had to jumpstart it. And the second night, the lights themselves just wouldn't even turn on. So hopefully he gets some money back that from sucks. that. One, one really cool thing about Dieter's event is he, I don't know where they found this guy, but they've got this, the food vendor that comes there. Uh, I think he shows up on Friday, stays till Sunday afternoon. Uh, pretty much has a menu, but will pretty much cook anything, how you know, to order if he has whatever you want there. You know, man, does he make some good hamburgers? And uh, on Saturday, you can buy a meal ticket for the main. He has a a big meal on Saturday night, and it's just huge. It's like roasted chicken and potatoes and. All kinds of shit, and it's delicious. So that, I mean, it's cool that he found a really good vendor to show up there. And the the field itself is really nice, of course. You know, it's right across from uh, right across from Silverwood Theme Park, so it's a good place to bring the family and get away with some flying. Is it you, speed flyable? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's big enough, open. Yeah, yeah. very, very open. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I only, would like to make it out one of these days. I wanted to try this time, but it just wouldn't have worked with work yeah, and everything. The the only thing about that field as far as speed flying, you'd have to do it in the morning. Or, you know, before like three or four o'clock, because it gets it's kind of facing north, but it's kind of facing northwest. So Ooh, yeah, okay. In, yeah. In the evening it's in the evening it gets really rough to fly. I just I really couldn't fly in the evening because the sun was was pretty pretty rough. But some right. of the guys were not having any problems with it. Everyone knows that I am not fond of changing things up. If something's working for me, I stick with it. Recently, I decided to try a new Revelectrix PowerLab 8. And as you'll hear the guys on the show say from time to time, you just don't know what you don't know. The PL8 is a powerhouse, and if that isn't enough for you... Well, why don't you check out the Dual Power Lab 8? Now, the coolness doesn't end there. You want to get even more sexy? Go get your bump on. Bump charging 
is the future. Don't believe me? Well, then you know nothing, John Listener. Find out more information at www.revelectrics.com. So there was one unfortunate event that happened uh, at Dieter's event. Nobody got hurt. But I mentioned the lights and um, the night flying where the second night where he couldn't get the the second light fired up. Not that I think this really had anything to do with it, but while they were working on the second light, um, one of the pilots there, and I'm not going to say his name. I know who it is. I, 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 I don't know his last name, but we'll just call him John. That's not his name, but we'll call him John. As I Can we call him Schroeder? <laughs> sure, if you want to. All right, so continue. I, as, as I understand, he's been in the hobby for a year, maybe a little bit longer. So it's night flying, and I'm I'm kind of off to the I don't I don't remember why. Maybe I was coming back from my truck, but I wasn't up near the lights. I was kind of back behind the row of canopies, and I just was stopped and I was watching him fly, and I was like to myself, "Holy, holy dude, you're you need to come, you need to bring that thing back in." You're you know, thinking to myself, you need to bring that thing in. You're getting kind of far out there. And all of a sudden, it's gone. I couldn't see it anymore. Like out of the lights? Out of the lights. Oh, no. So I jumped on the scooter and I was, I kind of went up to where everybody was at, where kind of where I was parked. Uh, Michael, uh, Helia, and Hemp, and Roger, and Larry, and all those guys. And I said, guys, uh, take maybe, you know, let's take a little bit of cover. Keep your eyes open because there's a heli loose. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, whoever's flying uh, lost lost their heli and uh, doesn't know where it's at. I saw him. I saw him run because uh, he was thinking that it was directly, I guess, to his left. And he started running that direction. I had heard it go behind the flight line uh, over the road. Uh, don't know. Don't know where it went, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, here, here we are and there's a heli, you know, cause he hit rescue. He told me, uh, so it went level, but I, when I heard it, it did, it didn't sound like he was reaching for corners. It just sounded like it was cruising, you know, just that kind of that consistent blade sound of cruising. Like if you did a, a flyby at the, in front of you at the, at the uh, flight line. So lessons, definitely lesson learned. I mean, um, hold is your friend, right? Where did it end up? We don't know. You never found it. They never found it. Didn't Even find it in the next night. morning. Didn't find it the next morning. It was a 700. Electric. Um, so, you know, the, the thing of it is, is, uh, it's, it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And of course you could sit there and second guess yourself all day long. And, and I'm sure, uh, he's kicking himself in the ass thinking should have done this, should have done that. Uh, and maybe so, maybe so, but I think there's something more important to take from this. And I think for this pilot's sake, I hope he can understand Nick and I were actually talking about this. Everybody does at one point something that is either embarrassing or maybe even slightly dangerous. And it's not necessarily an intentional thing. I don't know. The takeaway from that is, you know, it sucks. Luckily no one got hurt helicopter was lost but geez that's uh we we hope that that's not a deal breaker right for someone staying in the hobby everybody's got one of those right yep some of them are worse than others 
But the point is, is uh, stick with it and um, get in touch with me. And uh, we'll talk further about it if you want. But uh, we hope that that doesn't deter you uh, from continuing in the hobby because it's embarrassing. There's no question. And it could have been dangerous. But and it was a shitty way to learn that particular lesson. Yeah, but I mean, well, everyone has had that moment. Every yes, single have. person. So you kind of have to look at it. And it's never deliberate. No, it isn't it, deliberate. It's not. And you have to look at it now rather than being like, I don't know. I mean, that shook me up so bad. I don't know if I have faith. Guess what? Your one is over. So <laughs> try and look at it like that. All of us have had that one where you're yep. like, oh, wow. And it just rattles your cage to the Like soul. it could have been a lot worse. Yep. Right. A but lot worse. Look at the positive side. Now you are past that. You'll learn from it. You'll be a better pilot. You'll be smarter all around. Don't give up on the hobby just because of that. And I know that that can be the breaking point for a lot of people, you know, but don't let it be. Absolutely. Well, and I have, I have more respect for someone who, you know, makes that mistake or has an issue. You know, hey, sometimes it is your fault. You zigged when you should have zagged because you weren't thinking or whatever. And other times it has nothing to do with that. Maybe you have a mechanical failure under the under the lights and, you know, you do your best to uh, to minimize the damage. But I have more respect for someone that can look at that and say, holy crap, that rattled me. But I know what happened. I know how to recover from it, and I know I'm not going to do that again, or I'm going to take the lesson learned than someone that gets super defensive and then doesn't want to have anything to do with the hobby or the group of people again. Because yeah. at and, the end of the day, no one wants to see anyone get hurt, and yeah, no one I, wants to make another person feel stupid. Because, like you said, Dan, we've all been there. You know, it's like anything else. I mean, I said it, other people were saying it. Oh, he just should have hit throttle hole. Well, maybe we know that from experience. And maybe that's just an experience that this particular pilot hadn't learned yet. Yeah. You know, trust me, I'm sure he knows it now. I, I guarantee you that he, he knows it now. And I don't, I don't, you know, and I really was kind of hoping for an opportunity to kind of sit down or maybe just have a little chat with him. But, uh, you know, I know that the next morning, that night, uh, that night also he, you know, he came in and I did talk with him for just a moment. Um, but you know, he was pretty anxious to, to kind of, kind of go away and, and, you know, be by himself. His wife was there and in the morning it was kind of the same thing. He was out looking while his wife was packing up and uh, next thing I know they're gone and I get that, but Hey, we're all, we're all friends and you know, shit happens. And I think that, uh, I like Nick said, I hope that that's, <laughs> You know, let's get over it, right? And yep. let's move on, and and hopefully not uh, have not have that not be the reason, uh, because we all have it. I I got a quick one. I was flying, and luckily there was nobody but Fred around, and I was just goofing off. And uh, we were flying later in the evening, and when that happens, there's, it's just the two of us. Our our field faces west, so we walk out into the middle of the field and fly uh, east and west while while facing north. And of course that means we got to fly over the pits 
And I was, I don't know, I can't remember why I was doing it, but I was coming down kind of low, just kind of skimming the roofs of our vehicles. And I went to do a, just a very quick nose up and I hit the wrong direction and I went down and I came millimeters away from putting a 700 nitro at full speed right into Fred's back window of his truck, you know? And he was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, I'm like, oh shit, sorry, man. My bad. Yeah, I just, you know, that was very embarrassing. Luckily, it was just the two of us, but it made me feel like a piece of shit, right? Because I was like, God, what was I thinking? Why was I doing that? Yeah. But, you know, life goes on. We've all been there. And and if you've been here long enough, you've had it multiple times. Yeah. (laughs) Multiple situations. And it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback, man, but, you know, I should have charged that receiver pack before I stuck it in the 770 and almost killed myself. Right. But I didn't. I, I Man, I just, I felt just horrible because losing a 700, I mean, it's one thing to crash it. You know, you go get it. You know, you still have your fly barless unit on it. Uh, you know, several parts that you can most likely salvage, whatever, you know, just something to rebuild. But to, to leave the field with it gone completely, that's got to be disheartening at best. So that was the one thing. And I don't know, maybe there's some lessons to be learned there. Uh, Maybe it'll give us some food for thought come, uh, you know, our night flying, not that we're going to not do it, but maybe we will come up with a little talk to give people uh, beforehand for those that haven't flown at night, maybe some guidelines, right? I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. So just some food for thought because we experienced it at Dieter's Fun Fly. Uh, we, We learn from these events. And we do what we can to keep them from happening again. So anyway, Sunday rolls around and um, everyone's kind of packing up. And I'd been gone for a long time. I was planning on getting one or two flights in in the morning. But I got to tell you, by that time, it was just like, I need to get I need to get home. And uh, so I packed up and ended up getting home a little bit later than planned. Um, and we actually were going to try to record last night, but I just was like, can't do it just too tired. And so I went to bed early and I slept till one o'clock in the afternoon today. Damn you. It was, it was glorious. That is fantastic. (laughs) It was just, I just, I woke up and I was just like, oh, and I feel rested. And I looked at my clock and I was like, holy shit, it's one o'clock, man. But here we are and I'm back. And, uh, Ready to start uh, getting some flying in at my local field. So, so well, you know, we did miss one thing because I heard, is it, so did Dieter have like a, a pedicure tent? Oh, no, no, no. That's right. So today I was, uh, after I woke up, I was like, uh, I went to, I was like, I really, you know, I really, my, my, I need to trim my toenails. I could feel it in my shoes. Right. I'm like, God damn it. I couldn't find my toenail clippers anywhere. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like calling down. I called down to this, clin- this, this nail place down in town here. And I'm like, do you guys do toenails? <laughs> I'm just curious. How much is it? And uh, so they gave me the number of this shop in Hamilton. And I went in there and I was telling the guy, cause it was a guy, right? I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, so really the only reason I'm here is cause I just want to, you know, get my 
toenails trimmed and you know just kind of be gone and he's like oh no it'll be all right you'll get we'll get this he says you're gonna love it i'm like uh so it was a little awkward right they sit, <laughs> they sit you down in this chair right and uh they put your foot into this like whirlpool right and it it was just glorious i think i'm gonna do one a month now if you've never done one you're missing out i'm telling you that right now my wife is jumping up and down in the background right now They're because dude, she she's the same exact way once a month dude it's 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 i don't know how to explain it but it, it, you know it's it, it was i was like first of all i don't like strangers touching me right so that was a hard hard obstacle for me to get over this is just but after, so after a while it was just like this is fucking awesome dude i'm like yeah Nick is uncomfortably quiet right now. I've got to hear what it's he's like, thinking. You know, we're we're gonna turn between you with your phantom and him his with the, him with his toenails. We're gonna turn it into like the RC multi petty show. <laughs> oh. I sent Nick a text and he didn't he didn't respond well. Which actually kind of I actually was the only reason I said anything to Nick in a text earlier today is it was my it was my tester. It was my testing the waters should i say anything about it on the show he reacted so poorly to the text that i said yes i need to say something what it, what was his reaction uh, here, let me read it uh, i don't think it was appropriate uh, i think it's appropriate enough let's see let me pull it up real quick here <laughs> so i said i said i said at four o'clock five o'clock my time i said oh my god dude have you ever had a have you ever had a pedicure and he said he said he said nope (laughs) vagina has always been my preference (laughs) i won't judge though (laughs) oh i you know what i (laughs) i walked out of that place thinking my feet have never felt this good before so fuck you guys (laughs) I'm telling you, it was it was amazing. If, if you got to do it, you got to try it once. Guarantee you'll go back. Guarantee it. So yeah, there's my pedicure experience. What do you think of that? That is hilarious. You gonna go dude. get one, Justin? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, my well, turn. Well, you hey, let me ask you one more question, Nick. Have you what? ever had a massage before? Oh yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. No. Yes, it is. No. It's a foot massage. See, I could I can't get one anyway. I only joke with you because I can't get one. Oh. My feet are so ticklish. Like I would kick oh. my grandmother in the face. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it is they warn you. They do warn you, like, okay, if you're ticklish, be ready. <laughs> no, it's more for them. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I I would drop. I'd start dropping people left and right. It'd be like instant Jackie Chan. You touch my feet, dude. <laughs> yeah. See, and I won't. I won't do a massage. Uh-uh. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. Right Strangers there. touching me just it's really, really tough. Anyway, how about your week, Nick? Um, let's see. Well, I guess you pretty much covered it. We had we had fun. Yeah. 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 Watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, lots of Game of Thrones. Got all caught up on that. Um, 
Is that is that like a? Are we going to start statusing that on a weekly basis? Well, is how well, far along now. Nick has it's, gotten on Game of Thrones? He's no, done. done. He's done. And the season the season finale was just last night, so won't hear anything more about it for a year. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Game over. It was awesome if you didn't see it. But um, let's see. So I had boy, I don't think I really had Dan always times it quite well because like he came over and it just, I didn't have anything to work on. So we just work on his stuff. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Lot, lots of stuff. I yeah. I wanted to clean my trailer again. I did. I tried. I was like, dude, this is not acceptable. And he said, this is wonderful. And I said, <laughs> and then it's not acceptable. I said, dude, I've got a picture of your shop and I'm not afraid to use it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> so did. guess what he did? <laughs> guess what Nick did when I, after I told him that I got a picture of his shop the day after I left, he wasn't going to have that. <laughs> nope. No, no. He went down and bought a whole shit ton worth of stuff and lights and, and for the next three days proceeded to straighten the shop up. He yeah. wasn't going to have that. Yeah. Shit I heard about this. Yeah. Got to, got to get that motorhome fixed and, to get it fixed, got to get it in the shop, in the middle of the shop with the bump out out and plenty of light. And it, it was something that had needed to be done anyway for quite some time. And I was going to start it, but then, um, yeah, Dan, Dan showed up a little early. So he, he beat me to it and we just flew, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like it was just great. to be able to chill and to fly. And I can say that that, Father's Day, I ha I literally felt like, like that was Justin. I know you know this, Nick. Where I just get out there and enjoy doing stupid stuff, not being, oh, yeah. not being dangerous, but it's like even Dan, you said at one point, yeah, you're trying to crash, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I was just having fun and i didn't it's not like i'm out there like oh watch i'll drive my heli in <laughs> but there was no care like i had no care and if i crashed i would have laughed but i was just having so much fun doing stupid stuff and i almost crashed probably half a dozen times that day i mean i was doing hurricanes with the 380 through the grass and we were laughing because it's like oh that's awesome it would come hauling ass around and i'd go into the grass and he'd come back out of the grass in the hurricane and there's like stuff still on it <laughs> which by the way i um oh yeah so for uh i for those of you who uh check out my youtube channel you saw that was the same day that i did the video of the 500 uh the speed runs with the 500 which that is now, uh, for those wondering, that beep beep on my radio, that was my low voltage alarm. <laughs> I have now maxed out my setup. I, I So I, I know the limits of the, the battery. Basically, it's just of the batteries. So I'll back it off just a hair, and now it's, it's more so going to be with the same amount of amperage and the same amount of everything, just trying to refine and get this actual speed up. 
I if I can get the 130, I did pick up another 130. I'm going to start kind of looking at that if I can get the 130 to fit in the 500. Uh the Hobbywing 130, I will put that in there because between the I have the HV100 in there right now and then I'm running the Western Robotics BEC, the big one. So between those two, if I pull those two out, that Western Robotics BEC is heavy, like way heavy. And it's just, it's ridiculous overkill, but finding a good 12S BEC is really hard. So if I can pull those out and I can manage to fit the 130 in there, then I will look into going 14S on it um, with an additional 2S pack. Not really that I think I can get any more out of it, but it'll just be for pack life and more consistency. But it was fun. And all day I had the hat cam on. I mean, I just like almost every flight I went out there, I had the hat cam on. And so go One ahead. Thing to, uh, if you listen closely to the uh, speed video, I, I listened to it uh, yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. There is one other little nugget in there that you can hear. Now, I'm pretty sure, because it's so hard to to distinguish exactly, but I'm pretty sure based on the fact that I was there and the direction in which you were flying, it was, uh, if you listen closely, because uh, Nick's mom and I were sitting in the trailer, and he's out there, and of course, uh, the nose of the trailer is facing the side of the runway or the, the field that had the wall of trees. Right, and so mm-hmm. we're sitting in the trailer. You know, there's a wall of trees there, but you can't see it. You can only see the heli coming from the opposite side. And uh, we're both sitting there, and it just comes zipping by, and we both simultaneously went, "Oh my God, he's gonna hit the trees!" And if you listen closely in that video, <laughs> you will hear it. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure that's what you hear in there. And it's—I it, it's, have no idea. Yeah, like I was actually telling Justin today. I have no idea how far I am from the trees and I don't want to know because I'm afraid that if I find out I'm close, it's going to like jack me in the head and then I won't, you won't do it. And then I won't practice good on that side or I'll shorten up my runs on too too short on purpose. Whereas now I just don't feel like I'm going to fly any farther out than that. Well, I got to tell you, sitting in the trailer and watching it come down that direction towards the trees, it, it it's like you're thinking there's no way in hell he's not gonna he's gonna make it past those trees. But you did. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, and oh man, the shenanigans! I <laughs> I don't know what it is. I gotta have a little homeboy chat with the seven seventy. That me and the seven seventy. Like, I don't know if it's the those particular blades or if I've got my head gain too high or there's just something about that model that I'm not used to. And for the record, I think it's me and I think it's my my audio, if that my audio feedback from the blades that's off because I cannot do a super aggressive auto with that thing to save my life. I pitch it up every time. Justin, have you ever had a pitch up in an auto? I don't think so, no. Well, let me tell you. It'll pucker your butt clean yeah, on I, I would imagine so. Kind of looks like it wants to just fall right out of the sky. 
Yeah. No, like you're you're coming in, and then all of a sudden it will just like if you're inverted, it will go elevator forward about ninety degrees, and the blades almost stop. Ow! Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny, and I was just out there having fun and screwing around with autos, and I uh, there was one where I went way out, way 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 out there. And I was going to do, Dan, remember when I was doing those long, stretched out ones? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are just, oh, Justin, you've seen me do them way back in the day where you go way out inverted and then fly it for as long as you can, about two feet off the ground. Yeah. And then right as it goes by, roll it and then still end up way down at the end of the runway. Well, I went to do that, I think, with the 700, and I was like, oh, I'm getting way close to the trees. Oh, I'm getting way close to the trees. And I thought, it's going to hit a tree. It's going to hit a tree. Right before the tree height, it pitched up really bad. It's trying to save itself. And it was, I think that's what it was. It was like, no, <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. Just a day full of shenanigans. With all the different retailers out there, it can be hard to decide where you want to spend your heli money. Ken over at Lower Heli helps make that decision a little easier for you, though. With amazing prices every day, great customer service, and fast shipping, you don't have to worry about bouncing around anymore. Go visit Ken at www.lowerheli.com and fill that shopping cart with the confidence that you're getting the best prices backed by amazing support. Head on over to www.lowerheli.com and fly lower. Let's see, this last weekend, I can't drop too much information, but I can tell you that I have a new part that I have been flying that will hold. I is looking like it's going to cure some current owner's woes. Of the smoky kind. Mm. About that. Yeah. Is that inconspicuous enough? <laughs> I yes. know what you're talking about. I so have I no s- idea what you're talking about. Uh, well, it was, uh, it was a nitro weekend. So I set out to get some serious flights on the nitro. And it's... <laughs> Here's another good story. So, I, I mean, I'm out there. I've got a ton of stuff going on for home projects at home. I'm working on curbing. I'm like Dan mentioned, the shop was just like a ridiculous undertaking. But um, kind of had a little bit of a, an impromptu rush. Uh, we need to get this tested. So I'm out flying the nitro, just banging flights. And I put in, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Two flights. Three gallons. Three this gallons last weekend. Holy shit! That's, That's right. That's some flights. So, I'm out there flying, and this—it's just not flying right. Like it's got—I'm getting that vibe, vibe thing going on, right? It's starting to like like in the back in the day when you put a B-Stex on and you use the big white fat tape that they gave you and you put it up into a hover and started to like roll right or roll left. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it felt like. And or you have a really bad vibe and your fly barless system just can't handle it. Tail kick, just doing all sorts of weird stuff. 
but it actually like when you went out and flew it it wasn't that bad and it was flyable so i flew it like that um just continuing flight after flight after flight hitting the ground i actually had the fuel jug out in the cir- in the circle with me at public works it was just land refuel fly land refuel fly so i'm out there flying and i get like right at the end of the day and I'm just wah, 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 doing these elevator TikToks, wah, wah, wah. And all of a sudden you hear that, like, n- that sound that you know exactly what it is, just two. <laughs> and I bring it back into a hover. I was like, uh-oh, something just went through the blades. Like, I got no canopy on, and something just went through the blades and hit it. I was like, oh, no. So I baby it in, land it. I'm looking all over the place. I'm like, what? Okay. Screw checking everything, right? And I'm I'm going right by it every time. So I'm looking around, can't find it, can't find it. And then all of a sudden, it just look at it, and I'm like, what? It was the top of my Neo. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. The top. Of your fly barless system. Of my fly barless system. Came off. O-F-F off. What the hell? Yeah. It's got the shakes, man. So, needless to say, I found my vibe problem because without the top on the case, or if the top is loose on the case, guess what happens? The little board floats around a lot. So uh, closer inspection, I you know, I don't really know how this went down. I'm pretty sure that this fly barless system was new on this model. But what was weird, and I vaguely, vaguely remember this. You know what I think happened? I think I stuck this one down crooked and then went to twist it and take it off. And when I twisted it, I think that I crack two of the little locking tabs on one side because when I was looking at it with no top on there were two little spots where those tabs would have been that had CA spots and I vaguely remember it like I had gone crack oh really way to go dumbass took the top off put some CA on there set it back on called it good Interesting. But you can't do that with nitro. It doesn't work out in the long run. (laughs) So, yeah, it's actually not a big deal because, to my surprise, Mikado sells cases. Did you know that? I did know that. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Yeah, 11 bucks. Ship on its way. Be here tomorrow. Gotta love it. So, yeah, that ended that day. Mm. But lots of good flying in. Um, I am starting to embrace slash just, you know, yeah. I I might have found my motor tuning woes, Justin, since I know that you have not been a fan of the Turek motor. Yes. I believe that it's because... Of the Enya fours. 
That's my gut. Interesting. Yep. I so what are you what so. are you putting in there? I'm gonna order up uh, a handful of Enya threes. And for the meantime, if the case shows up before I get to, around to ordering those, I did actually. I spent like a an evening doing a little bit of glow plug research, and boy, let me tell you, talk about a Ford and Chevy deal there! Yeah. Holy crap! So are the the threes on Yenyas are hotter, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And generally speak, like it's weird because there's no. I mean, this is like taboo. It really is. There is no guide. There's no, like, if you look at OS's crazy chart that they have, uh, you know, or Enya's chart that they have, they all say, like, you should be running a cold plug for 30% nitro. You know, that's what they base it off of is nitro percentage. Whereas it's like for heli, and it's like, well, I don't know if that's really the same for helis. And it's just, there is no up-to-date, current, modern, here for hard 3D helicopter pilot, here's how you pick your plug choice, and here's what to look for. Not that I found anyway. So if anyone knows of that guide, specific two helicopters with modern motors. I'm not talking about OS 39s or whatever, or the original OS 50. I'm talking about current stuff, you know, the YS 91, SRX, right. 3DX, the OS 105, that sort of a deal. There's there's just not a lot of information out there. It, it's kind of like the Enyas are a different, they're actually a completely different design. Um, the filament is thicker. They almost everyone agrees that they last longer. Um, but then the OS, like the OS number eight, it's kind of like the small block Chevy of plugs and will <laughs> damn, near, damn near work in anything. So it's just, yeah. But what I kind of came to the conclusion was is in reading around and actually had a little bit of a, of a of a help um i got this information straight from the man himself uh Turek, that he does run an Enya 3 in that motor huh and i there's i feel that that's why i might have been kind of chasing the tune in a weird tune that could it. make sense i could get on board with that yeah and uh, you know i figure out well he's got a lot of time on it he would know. I don't know. That is what I ran in my last one. And I only went to fours because there was a, you know, handful of people that I had heard, but just say, oh yeah, I'm running a four. I'm running a four. But in digging around, seems like the three might be a little bit better. Yeah. I bought a bunch of threes and you told me not to use them. Long well, time ago. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know Justin, you are, you're running fours in yours, right? I'm running fours because everyone that I talked to said fours. I think we got on the forums, Richard, all those guys. Yeah, see, I think that's the that's like the safer. I'm just way. ahead. Of, I'm just ahead of my time. Safer. Well, pitch, keep in mind. Safer. Keep yeah. in mind. Not for the motor because I want to punch the bitch. Keep in mind, Justin. That's also from the same guy that told you it was two turns and two turns. Okay. 
Well, I mean, he told me start there so that I don't start blow there. shit up yeah. again. If you happen to get it running, then go in a couple clicks. But start oh, at it. Oh, it two. ran fine at two and two out. I just had to lean it out. Yeah, no. That's all. So anyway, I'm I'm kind of back into the nitro tuning is intriguing me if we can get past all of this. I, f- I feel like I've got kind of an... an you've, you've changed your tune. I've, I've got a bad oh. nitro cloud. No, I have a bad... I currently still have a bad nitro cloud. In fact, thinking back, I think I heard a few times over the week or so I was there... Fuck nitro. Oh yeah. No, there there's no, I'm not even going to begin to deny that yeah. because it's just it was just so much what I realized is that you have to have a tremendous amount of patience if you're going to take like a year and a half off of flying nitro. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that you can do is start back with a motor and pipe combo that you know to take out variables. And see, that's what's tough. I, I don't think anyone is going to hide it or try and say anything otherwise. There have been some challenges with the Black Nitro. Uh, I still think it's an awesome model. And the cool part is I 110% stand behind that when, it's, when all these little quirks are figured out, it's 100% top notch. But I just went back into it with new heli, new motor, new pipe, and a year and a half off. I kind of got that like shitstorm of everything. I had no baseline for anything. I felt like I didn't anyway. So it has taken a lot longer to get kind of back into it. And it's like you need to get one thing dialed to focus on the other. And you have those, you know. Like where I was out there the other day and it was like this thing's shaking and rolling and I was just like, you know, I don't even know what the problem is. Because it was just pissing me off. Like, I don't know if it's the heli. I don't know if it's this. I don't know if it's this. And then of all things, it was the last thing I would have thought of and the top of my damn flyerless thing came flying off and that's what the cost of it was. So it didn't have anything to do with either. <laughs> you kind of get what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. And uh, Justin, just between you and me, um, I think I was annoying Nick a little bit on Sunday because um, <laughs> I would take the gasser out and I would just blip the motor. Just, and of course, it'd fire right up. And then every time it did that, I would look back at him with a big oh, grin on dude, my face. yours freaking, I've never seen any engine start that easily. Both just, of them. Yeah. I know. Like that. His, oh, and I also have, <gasps> Justin, I have video. I need to get to it. What I will video? get to it. Of what? Me okay. honking on your 300. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was laying the coal to it. It's not quite at Puro TikTok status. Like, I can do them, but I really have to slow them down. But I can TikTok that bitch left all day long. Like, ailerons, no problem. I was really, really surprised. We we got it. We did we did some tuning and tweaking and worked on the mid range a little bit. And I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah, it was good. And I'm 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 digging it, man. If it was if it was nitro 
wait, I would be so ridiculously sold. Yeah, I think that's it for me. We have any news this week? Yeah, we do. Oh, I did it like last week. Loads of news. Excellent. Good Blade has personality, has soul, has attitude, has performance, and it's got character. When you finally find that blade, there's a connection. There's no better feeling than being able to get that blade and find sizes for all your helicopters. That's why switch blades just make sense. No shopping for one set of blades over here, then the other set of blades over there. One brand. One stop. All sizes. Make the switch. When you're ready to make the switch, go to www.bkdesignsllc.com to find sizes for all your helicopters. This week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com. All right. So in the increased popularity of Nitro coming back, as we love and we're just talking about, Lynx has rene- uh, released a new mother of all suckers V2 fuel clunk set. So uh, this one is designed uh, with, well, they addressed our number one complaint. I love the design of the original one. I personally really like this kind of fibrous material because it lasts uh, it lasts a gazillion times longer than the softer, spongy foam um, that the other style has. But it it just I never thought that it was quite big enough, and I I feel like it just didn't have the volume uh, to feed the larger motors. Well, here we go. So they increase the fuel flow to assure the ultimate nitro heli engine need. They optimize. How did the, they do that? It looks exactly the freaking same. I think that it it's it's more uh, like the aluminum piece on the inside, Justin. That's my guess. Ah, uh, okay. And I also All believe right. that it it see it's it is bigger. It's actually, I believe, a bigger element. I've got one in my nitro, and it doesn't look bigger to me. The, it looks exactly the, version two? the same. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly it, the same. It's probably the aluminum piece in the inside, because I can tell you by looking at it, that is not the old centerpiece. The old centerpiece was flat on the end. Like, it, yeah. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's awesome. Because here, what was it? Just three or four months ago, we were we were all sitting here like, "Oh my gosh, what do we do about clunks? No one makes a good clunk." Well, they've stepped up their game, and then um, for anyone else that's curious, the SAB stock one is killer, very similar in design. So yeah, it's cool. We got two clunks now. Uh, they also, uh, Lynx also has released for you 380 guys some turnbuckle pitch rod sets, which I do believe personally would be kind of cool because I have to go half snaps on mine. And I don't like doing that, but I do it anyway. 
to get it to be dead on. So turnbuckles are cool, especially throw those on there with a Soko and you can get your setup dialed. Looks like KBDD is jumping into the realm of the three-blade set. So they have a 690-millimeter Extreme Edition black and white three-blade main rotor blade set. 169 for the pair. They look pretty good, too. Nothing too cheesy. I like that. I'm, gl- I'm personally... Have, have any of you guys actually flown KBDDs? Are they good blades? I have not. I know Quinn flies them. He likes them. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Quinn does like them. They, you know, they really, really look like that. They, to me, just looking at them, they look like the old Maverick molds. Yep, exactly. And that, I mean, I don't think that the mold was bad at all, because some of the later sets of the Mavericks actually flew pretty darn good. So, yeah, weight on these one seventy five to one eighty five. A little on the heavy side for three blade, but not too bad if they stay down at 175. Uh, okay, let's see. What else do we got going on here? Uh, ooh, this is a big one. The one competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the yes. disaster that was the one competition last year. So, this is juicy. You ready for juicy news? I love juicy news. They are completely redoing it. Um, Charles came on Heli Freak and said, okay, we would like to announce that we will continue the one competition, but we have decided that it would be best to return the event to what it should be, and that's about pure pilot skills and not theatrics. For 2016, it will be all about the title, glory, and bragging rights. Uh, Completely new format, no more required maneuvers, which I think we all agreed was kind of stupid. Because it was like, watch some guy go out there and and do, you know, like a specific maneuver, land, grab a different heli, and then go do his whole theatric thing. There was really no point to it. No changing of helicopters mid-flight and no judges. One flight, one machine, and they're going to use the Urcha text-to-voting system that they've used for the last two years during the night flight. Mm-hmm. So the crowd is actually going to judge and to tell everyone who they think is the winner by this text to voting thing. This is pretty interesting. There will be no cash prize. Hmm. Just bragging rights, huh? Just bragging rights. I wonder whether this is going to go well or backfire. Well, so, okay. Now... I'm going to give, we're going to do the compliment sandwich. (laughs) I want to give Urcha credit, a a lot of credit, and I do not want to downplay this. They recognized they had a problem, and they attacked it head on, and they made a drastic change, which I think that it needed. And I I really do. In In a hobby Generally speaking, and I'll probably piss a lot of people off when I say this, but the people that who run these types of deals, uh, you know, we've joked about it being so planker-ish and they get old and stuck in their ways and whatever. I think this is a really big change to a really big competition. So I give them big credit for willing, you know, for doing that. We said 
we we had all said it's way more about the theatrics and that we didn't think that that was fair. Well, I did that. I didn't think that that was fair to every competitor because how can a guy travel and bring a rolling show with him, which is what it, what you needed to win. Mm-hmm. So I think that part of it's really cool. The one flight is. God, man, I feel like that might be limiting. Like just one flight. Make it happen, dude. I agree That's with that. It. I agree with that. Sure. Okay, I, I'm I'm in the middle on that one. Um, one machine. I feel like they could have. If, I mean, I guess if you're going to do one flight, it's got to be one machine. Like I get that, but I kind of almost would have liked to see. Okay, one maybe six minute, right? You have six minutes. So if you choose to land and grab a different heli to do three and three, because we're, st- I mean, you push these electric helis hard. It's not that hard to get down into the three minute, 30 second range. And if you want it to be exciting, that means ultimately you're going to have a much slower or much shorter flight. One flight. So I, I think they're doing it right in that regard. Yeah, and I asked about I think I think they took it a little personal when I brought it when I brought it up, but I'm just trying to be thorough. I asked about the test uh text to voting system. I had no idea what that was. Apparently I missed it when we were there. Oh, that was the last two years at Urcha, that's right. So they open up like right at that time. They open up like this website that you can't get to before. And then they give you numbers and you vote and then they shut it yeah, back. Yeah, it's on down. RC Flight Deck. Yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. It seems pretty like legit. You know, doesn't seem like it's uh I was just asking like, well, what's to keep people from, you know, texting their buddies who they want to win number to everyone back at home and them voting and and it seems like they got it as good as it can be. I mean, within reason. I don't need them to set up like some sort of special server or anything like that. So I, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? I kind of like it. I think they need to do one, uh, one step further and I'm perfectly okay with announcing who's flying, but I think after the name is announced, it should be just the pilot and the music. Oh yeah. No, I, my guess is that it will be. So no commentating. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think that's another big part of it. Too. I, I, so on one hand, I appreciate that they are trying to get back to basics and cut out all the complexities and the uncertainty in scoring. On the other hand, I question whether it has quite the same value because let's face it. Uh, at Urcha on the main flight line, there are spectacular pilots flying on a regular basis throughout the week. So, uh, you know, maybe these flights are going to be a little bit better, but how much better? And one helicopter without theatrics, with music. And I mean, I just, so I don't know. I kind of get the impression that you're you're kind of saying that it's just going to be like another guy flying for no particular yeah. reason other than yeah, just pretty to have much. A smack well, so, 
I, yeah, I pretty actually much. kind of agree with Justin because think about it. No prize, right? But it's supposed to be the one. Like, that's the name of it. That means whoever wins should be the one. What is the What is the motivation to compete? Well, especially when you know the best people in the world aren't going to be flying. That's that's what I mean. Like, what, you have to have it. It's going to be like okay. It would be like let's. I got to think of. Um, I, I need some very obvious examples. It's like if I'm going to host a one-on-one basketball tournament in my hometown, and say, okay, this is for the best of the best. <laughs> the winner will be crowned the best in the world. <laughs> if there's no motivation for anyone to show up, you're not going to get the best to show up. I'm sorry, but bragging, just bragging rights yeah, doesn't really kind of cut it. Well, okay, I hear where you're coming from, and yet the names that I could come up with are among the best in the world, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is if you take out the theatrics, and you take out the uniqueness and you break it down to one guy, one heli, one flight, whatever he or she wants to do. Who I don't I mean, what's the big deal? It's not what, a show. What, Is that what, what you're are saying? We gonna, it's not what a are show? we going to see? I can go on YouTube. I see it all the time. I'm sick of it. Nah, see, I'm not because I think that it gets back to the flying and I can really. Like yeah, but what does that mean, get back to the flying? I the mean, there's only of, so much that people can do. Nah, see, I disagree. I do, I, no, I don't. I remember when, dude, when Nick Maxwell, I remember that. I, and I don't remember what competition it was or, or something. He, like, out of nowhere, he came up with those those crazy, like, sideways tumbles, things that he did. And... And it was just like, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. I don't know the name of it. And everyone saw it, and it was like, that is so simple. But, oh, my gosh, it looks so freaking cool. Like, no one had just even completely thought about. No, I, I get it. I'm not saying it's going to be bad and boring, but it's certainly not going to be as exciting as it was before. I just don't see there being... I feel like going from seven grand for a grand prize to nothing and still still expecting the best pilots to want to show up and compete their best. I feel like you've kind of. Well, I agree. And I think you both have a point. But I think I think maybe what if they're just thinking a rebuild? We're just going to rebuild this. We kind of need to start over and we need to rebuild it. Do it this year, however we can see what happens, and then go from there. Because let's be honest, after the fiasco of last year, there's a lot of credibility what, lost. But what incentive does the pilot have? You know, this year they may there may not be any incentive. And maybe this year is just going to be a trial run to see how it goes and then consider how to improve upon the next year and maybe try to entice a few people back. Maybe just to show that they did learn a lesson and maybe this is a way of showing people knowing that they're not going to get the best pilots in the world, but yet they're going to be able to show the people who attend, look, we can, we can put on a decent competition. Yeah, we know it's not, maybe not the best pilots in the world are here, 
but maybe this will give people reason to kind of trust that competition again. And who knows? The year after, maybe year after that, maybe the best pilots will start showing up again. Well, yeah. so I, I hear you, and and I mean, here's here's the bottom line. I, I I'm going to be going to Urch. I'll be there in five weeks, and I I wouldn't have planned on watching it, Dan, except except that in this thread they were looking for suggested competitors. And a user by the name of Ultra Taco came up with what I believe to be probably the most comprehensive list in the heli hobby. <laughs> um, it is Kyle Dahl, Kyle Stacy, Jamie Robertson, Nick Maxwell, Duncan Bossian, Mirko Cessna, Burt Kammerer, Bobby Watts, Tarek, Tim Jones, and Dan K. Reed. That surprise you? I mean, seriously. Dank Reed is on the list. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Those people, somebody knows what's up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now, dude, <laughs> if you went up there and rocked the shit out of a half Piro flip and drove in your 270, I would cheer like you wouldn't believe. Dude, if they invited me to do that, I would do it. I'd, would you I'd, really? Fuck yeah, I'd do it. Of course I would. I, I think have. I think we need to petition the Urcha board to invite would, Dan to Urcha to compete in the one. You would I am serious, see like the smoothest half period you've ever seen in your life. Oh my god, dude. And and who else is gonna be competing with a gasser? <laughs> I am telling you right now, that is unique points right there. <laughs> I would go in front of that whole crowd and make a complete ass out of myself and have a good time doing it. And it that. would be badass. Yeah. yeah. That's what would make it awesome. Yeah. That's so, the one competition. Put average Joes up in that bitch, and let's see what they can do in front of the. You crowd. know, it's funny because there's some people that said that, right? But then it's like you can't really call it the one. We're gonna now name it the thirty-six. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? No, it's uh, it's the one average flyer, flyer that has the balls to go out there and just throw down. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Well, I could go out there and smash them with the best of them. So maybe I've got a chance. No, put, you don't. No, you don't count. Spectacular. You don't fashion. count. You can't go and fly. I'm no. talking about. I'm talking about the average guy, not guys that can do freaking pyro TikToks. Sorry, Nick. You're not an average guy. Apparently, you don't suck enough. <laughs> I don't suck oh, enough. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, that's that not, one's open ended. Uh, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. No, that's not what I mean by it. Oh, dude. Are you saying you do suck enough? But it's what you said. How much does one have to suck to officially suck enough? <laughs> okay. All right. I He's like, I'm digging us up, digging a hole, digging a hole. Yeah. All right. Back on track with the news. Align. Uh, Align's coming out with a new heli, and it's been a while. And I gotta tell you think it's a 700 that's my gut yeah that's what i heard too yeah they, they've got some pictures up with what looks to be the 850 mx motor in there kind of like this this crazy two-piece frame design um i i actually like it it looks simple mm -hmm. um i'm i'm really curious what this red thing is down the side 
Like it holds the tail servo in the back, but I, I like, is it some sort of separation of the frame in there? I'll no, be it's curious. just red instead of white, dude. Just red? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But hey, you know what? I I personally think that it's really cool to see a line um, coming out with a new heli. It definitely looks, it looks narrower than their helis of past. You don't have a motor sitting in between the frames on this one, that's for sure. And y- you know, it's we we pitch them a lot of crap, but I I still want to see them stay in the game. They helped us get where uh, we're at with model technology and the push and all that. And I just I think it's oh, I completely agree. I I mean, if this is if this is real and this is coming out, then what I'd like to see is them go back to the basics. Because as they continued to release electric models, they just got more and more complicated. And in my opinion, for no real good reason. So let's get back to a simple frame layout, easy to wire, easy to work on, you know, not super expensive to fix. Yeah, I'd like to see, I would love to see a line build a belted tail. I know they won't, but. One can wish, right? Dude, mm-hmm. they make bank off of those torque tubes. Yeah, I know. But I li- I'm digging this. I mean, as I'm going through this thread more, even since I'm putting it up, they're showing more pictures. This is a, I would officially call this a skinny frame heli. Uh, not quite Gowie skinny, but, oh man, it's 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 getting close. So, good for them. I commend you for trying something new. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. So, here's another one. Someone's got like... Oh, wait. No, never mind. That was pulled down. Sorry. That's what happens when you try and do the news. No, no. Don't delete that. Did you put that up? Yes. Oh, well, I thought that it was closed. No. Okay, then... You talk about it. Well, I can't now because you deleted my goddamn link. Undo. Undo. There. Okay. Perfect. Problem solved. Go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you're right. It, it had initially been version one was douched up. But luckily, our buddy Rob, Kilo X-Ray, came out with version two. So what this is, this is a, uh, a thread on Helifreak. And it is a heli freak pin drop map. And so really, uh, so what you do here is you go on to uh, Google Maps and you can drop a pin with your location in the world, wherever it is. And the idea is to basically just build up a, uh, a list of flyers of the community, if you will. Uh, heli freak members, RCHN members, anyone that flies helis can go on here, control where the pin goes. Uh, you can put it, you don't have to necessarily put it on your house. You can do GPS coordinates or whatever, but just to get a feel for how is everyone distributed. And for those newer pilots, uh, is there someone nearby? Maybe even someone nearby that you've been talking to on so- the forums and you didn't even know it. Heli Freaks had this for years. 
Have they? Yeah, I remember doing it when I first started in 2008. They had a map. Yeah, but I feel like it wasn't... Was it an actual Google Maps type uh, deal? I think it was a Java map, but... Yeah, this the only, one, the, the nice downfall, thing about it, Dan, was is on this, it's all public. So, may, you, know, you know what? I now, now that I think about it, I think you're right. I do remember that, but it was a little bit less... It took a while to load. That was yeah. its, yes. You'd have yeah. to log into it or click the link, and literally it would take five minutes to load all the pins. Right. Whereas this one, it's all online. It's easy to access. Um, you can basically scroll around. It's a public, like, custom map. You can just scroll around all over the place and just find pins. Yeah. And so I I got to give him a hand. Um I think it's a great idea, Rob. Uh I have not put my pin down, but I will. And uh yeah, I'd like to see how many people are actually going to put it in there. And you know, we we kind of uh we know here at the podcast we've got a lot of international people. Um and and when we look at our statistics at the end of each month or year, we we know exactly where all the downloads are coming from. But what, you know, what we don't have a good appreciation for, at least I think of it this way, is where all of those people are distributed. And so you can kind of look at the pins and see, you know, from a country to country standpoint, where heli freaks are. And I kind of like it. Yeah. And where Japan guys at? Japan, <laughs> dude. J- it, yeah. The one dude. The one guy. Japan guy. You're right. I wonder how he's doing. I don't know. I'll have to take a look at that and see if if uh, he's, he's still stuck there. with us for a while. I someone somebody sent me a message saying he knows who that is. Um, it was a a military U.S. military guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Let's see here. Do I have anything else? I know you've got a big one, Nick, which will probably yeah. Take I think a few we should just take care of that after the news. Okay. So then I've got one more news item, uh, and it's, it's a shameless act of self-promotion, but I released, we released the MHSFA website this last week, www.mhsfa.org. Hmm. Go check it out. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So is that, uh, is that the news? That's it. That's it. This week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com for superior quality web and mobile development and design with a 100% money back guarantee. That's always on schedule and budget. Get the most from your website from www.superiority.com or www.dudemanlarry.com. Not kidding. Check him out. What are we going to talk about this week, guys? Well, I think that we would be doing the entire hobby a disservice if we did not take a couple minutes and discuss the FAA ruling. Yeah. Yeah. Why you, Why you say yeah? Because I'm torn on the whole thing yet. I don't... I just... I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It just feels... It, it, something... It's just... I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, uh, when you run across something that makes me anxious, I'll let you know. I, man, I, I feel like 
Wow, thank God. They're actually going to leave us alone for a no, while. I don't think they are, though, man. I don't well, think they are. I, I think it's, it's probably are. not permanent, but at least it it's the first thing that's happened in quite a while that I feel like is in our favor. Yeah, okay, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, like it's actually a step back in our direction of good. So, yeah, for those who haven't, they re- they released a thing basically, you know, and please correct me if I'm wrong. This is not my area of expertise. I'll say that right now. Kind of se- really separating the commercial and the hobby side, saying that for the hobby side, we kind of just go back to the way that it was. Right? I mean, that's that's the gist of it, and I think the big takeaway is is uh, that la- that that line has kind of been defined a little further between commercial and hobbyists. Yep. I I feel like from a commercial side of things, um, they came down very reasonable considering what they were considering doing. Uh, I don't think they're done, but I guess what gives me an uneasy feeling about the whole thing is is. You know, there's interpretation of what that is all about. What, you know, what does all that stuff mean? There's the interpretation, but you know what? The problem is, is it's it's written in such a manner that interpretation is just that. It's almost subjective. It's like we don't, we don't really, uh, I I can read through it and I, got, and I don't walk away going, oh, okay, I, I, I see. And I don't think anybody does, unless you have, happen to have a law degree. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the unsettling part to me. It sounds good. And I think you're right. I think that it is encouraging. I think that it is finally a, uh, a bit of a kind of a, you know, moment because, you know, they, they, they at least distinguished a little better for us, the difference between what a hobby is, uh, a hobbyist and a commercial user. And that's a good, that's, that in itself is a good thing. Yeah, I, and and I mean, let's let's be a little bit more clear. The most recent ruling was, and and I agree, Dan. To to certain people, you you kind of feel like you have to have a law degree to really interpret it correctly. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is that they released new regulations through the Part One Hundred Seven rule that govern commercial. Uh, right. uh, drone systems, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you know, you go and look up the details, and uh, if you're not reading carefully, or you don't read to the end, like a lot of people tend to do, right? Then you read this, and it says uh, it gives you the you know all the standard stuff we've seen. Unmanned aircraft must weigh less than fifty five pounds. Visual line of sight you know, less than 400 feet, minimum or maximum ground speed of 100 miles per hour, blah, 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 blah. And you go down through this and you're thinking, oh my God, this is horrible. And then there's a section called model aircraft and it says part 107 rule does not apply to model aircraft that satisfy all the criteria specified in section 336 of public law 112-95. Uh, and so what that basically means in summary is this is all commercial based and right now, at least, and we can certainly speculate on whether it comes in the future. Uh, we as hobbyists are still governed by the 2012 special rule. And as long as we are 
uh, our hobby is governed by a community-based organization, blah, 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 which is the AMA. Um, and we are registered with the FAA, then we're okay. See, that's, I, I wish, you know, I get, uh, I'm over getting flamed for it because apparently some people out there think that I'm like the most anti-AMA person at all, which I'm absolutely not. I know that they do a lot of wonderful things out there. So to those people there, take note. I'll mark it down. I'll write it on my calendar so you can actually reference a part where I said it. <laughs> in my, you know, I had made some comments on the, uh, I don't even remember where it was. It's, it was all over the place. I, we've had such a, such a turmoil, such a constant, well, can we do this or can we not? Maybe there is one. If so, I missed it. That's my fault. But I would love to have a, I would love to have like a current up to date, dumb it down for everyone set of like, okay, how far away from an airport do I have? Can I fly? Okay, this far. How high am I allowed to fly? This high. Okay. Um, do I need to still register? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Kind of like a paraphrased current set of rules. Now that I feel like now that this is kind of that this is done, we almost need to go back and like kind of I I would love to see the AMA kind of retally everything that's happened over the last three years or whatever, and and put it all into one thing. Does that kind of make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, would, and I, I agree with you. I, I believe mean, that that's their responsibility to us. It doesn't mean I don't. I think they're shitty people or anything like that. <laughs> you know, but it's funny because I, what what I'm getting sick and tired of is I go in there and, and I'll make a comment and I'll be just I I feel like this is the AMA's job. Well, I don't understand why it's the AMA's job. If you look right here in 336, finally it very clearly states that this and that applies to the regulation 107 of this and this, and all the people that are saying, "Well, I don't understand why it's so hard," are all full scale pilots. Uh-huh. Right. That's what you do. Well, okay, and so you uh, do not represent. 98% of the people in this hobby. When I go out to the field, there's there's simple people with T-Rex 450s and you know, and helis that just want to fly and they want what they want and I I genuinely believe it because I am this way. I want to support an organization and I and I do that is fighting to keep my rights and to help my rights. But I also need a very, I'm a simple person. If you want me to follow you, simplify it for me. Give me a single place to go to. I do not want six paragraphs of someone's rant with over a dozen 1.7.13 rulings in it. That's not what hobbyists want. Okay? That's what people who enjoy doing that stuff want. That's the language that full-scale pilots live in. That's the language of, I'll say it, people that are higher up than us. 
well, how, how, how about this? It doesn't make a difference what your intellectual capacity, profession, legal background, any of that is. It comes down to something simple. It's called communication. If you that's, don't know how to do it, learn. That's absolutely correct. And I'm, I am very, I, that's, I am that's not it. saying it, that, that you don't have to say anything more. That's it. If, if a majority of your audience looks at it and says, what the fuck did that guy just say? Now, wait a minute. Let me read it again. Let me read it again here. No, I think he means that. No, no, you failed. Try again. Okay. The, the average hobbyist doesn't look at it that way. The average person. I mean, dude, how many times have you guys been to fields where you're helping a guy try to understand how to spell FBL? Yeah. Right. And that's we're okay. trying to get people to understand the legal details. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's like so, getting upset at someone saying, well, what do you mean? Did you not read the manual? It explains exactly what feed forward is right there. And then you look, then you're the asshole. And you guess what, I mean? what? That has happened. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's okay. I mean, look, look, I, I know exactly what you're talking about on the threads. And um and Steve, Steve, I know you know you know, we're 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 talking to you, buddy. Not it's just okay. him though. No, I'm it's not okay. just picking on and, Steve. And 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 I and I'm not picking on him. Steve actually did a really good job of after we got past the whole, you know, bitching at the AMA thing of laying out clearly what was said. And I, I read through the thread and I haven't had an opportunity to respond, unfortunately. But um, I, I think he kind of proved the point, which was Steve's a really intelligent guy. He went and looked at it and he got the same conclusions that I did when I looked at the legal stuff. And he, he laid it out and outlined it quite clearly. But why did Steve have to do that? Right. It, it, it and, and even even the way Steve laid it out was in, frankly, far more detail and complexity than it really needs to be laid out. in. So, you know, the 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 way you're supposed to communicate with people is you got to start simple, go detailed and then go back to simple. You tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them and then you tell them what you just told them. And when you sandwich it that way, the shit's in the middle. If you don't want to eat the shit, then take the two pieces of bread off and move on. And the two pieces of bread are supposed to tell you at an executive summary level, rule 107 is now in effect. It only impacts commercial UAV operations. If you consider yourself a hobbyist or recreational pilot, then this does not apply and you are still expected to follow a community-based organization system and register with the FAA. If you would like additional details, please look in the following links. And here are the current up-to-date set of rules. Done. With no numbers. Hey, there's a Marvel idea. I got an idea. Why doesn't someone tell someone without numbers? Unless it's feet. Because that's great. Yeah, that's great. I'm looking at a a 10-paragraph post talking all about it. And guess what? All the information is there. 
But the only people in this thread that put numbers in their posts are full-scale pilots. That should tell you something. That's not us. Very simple. Go to the AMA. Hey, I want to join. Great. Okay. What do you fly? I fly model helicopters. Okay. Hey, guess what? Here's Click on this link. Here's your current set of rules. Have the AMA keep that constantly updated for every time one of these things change. They Sounds would, good to me. They would be so much more loved if they did that. It is not a matter of lack of intelligence. This is this is this is not being able to communicate, communicate. with the average person, which despises this kind of stuff. But guess what? That's your hobby. Those are your people. So yeah, we're all dumbasses. So talk to us like we're dumbasses. I am. I am a political dumbass. I can tune the shit out of anything that flies or rolls on wheels or has an engine. But this is my kryptonite. Why can't? And I feel like if I'm that way, there's a lot of other. And if you want people, AMA, hear me out. If you want people to follow these rules, make them simple and easy for them to find. No references to FAA stuff. No 101s point this. No 107s point this. Part section this. Just give a simple, up-to-date deal. With a, a, You can even put a legal disclaimer that says, hey, this is our current interpretation of the rules. We can't be held liable for this or whatever, but this is what we believe. If you cannot write something like that, I do believe that you are failing. Yep. Bam. So, so, so let's just break it down really simply here. One more time. Part 107 does not apply to model aircraft used for hobby or recreational purposes. In that case, you need to refer to uh, uh, Section 336, which is the special rule. I'm just giving you the reference. So you don't have to go and read it. Nick's eyes are rolling right okay? now. Okay, <laughs> and, and basically it says aircraft is flown strictly for hobby or recreational use. Operated in accordance with a community-based set of safety guidelines, okay, within the programming of a nationwide community-based organization, AMA, limited to not more than 55 pounds, uh, in a manner that doesn't interfere and gives way to any manned aircraft, and with flown within five miles of an airport, the operator provides the airport operator with... Uh, prior notice of operation. And if you happen to be flying from a permanent location within five miles, then you should establish a mutually agreed upon operating procedure with the airport and the airport air traffic control tower. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. And fly it within visual line of sight. Yeah, all the rest the of other. it all the rest of it is fly by the AMA's rules which you guys all know everyone knows the AMA rules uh if you don't you can look them up on the AMA website and go and register with the FAA and they will 
leave you be until you become a commercial pilot, if that's how you choose to go, or until new rules come out, which who knows? I mean, it's it's anybody's guess, mm-hmm. but uh, it's certainly non-zero risk. Hmm. Tired of politics. Tired of it, dude. Have you registered yet, Dan? No, not going to either. Nick? No, because I did. I. It's like, yeah, I knew the FAA said they want us to do it and all this kind of stuff, but that was something that I was a little, that was one of the things I was a little bummed out about was like I would have loved for, I I would have loved to see the the AMA's post that when this came out, not just say, "Oh, here's uh, here's what the FAA has to say." Link. I I would have liked them to say, "Okay, and you know, here's what they said in conclusion. Here's where we're currently at with our rules. And by the way, yes, you do still need to go register. You know." We believe that they, I don't know, just something kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to fly helis. I'm tired of thinking about it. And you know what? That's my attitude. When I wake up in the morning, I do not think about rules or regulations. I think about going out there and flying. And I genuinely believe that a lot more people would be more than, with all the crap that's gone on over the last, you know, however many years, I believe that a lot of people would be way more willing to follow the rules and to to follow the rules and to comply with them and to help support other people and to teach other people if the AMA did a little bit better of a job summarizing those and having them readily accessible. How dare you criticize those people? They're saints over there in Indiana. Well, I mean, Nick, come on, come I'll, on, Nick. Show I'll be honest. Respect. If respect, I go out Nick. to the field, if I'm out at the field, and uh, let's say I'm I'm flying out at Linden Flying Club, and someone comes up and they're you know new. Oh, okay, yeah. So I heard that like you can't do this or you can't do that. I. Why is it unrealistic to say that I can't give them one link to go to to find the current, the entire set of requirements and rules for someone to fly a model aircraft safely and buy the book? Mm. Is that unrealistic? Because you know what? If I had one link that was easy to, that had everything, Okay, hey, you need to register here. Okay, great. Here's your height requirement. Here's this. Here's this. So uh, an easy, almost like a a beginner packet. Uh, Here's the rules and regulations packet that, you know, or just a summarized sheet. I'll be honest. I would carry that PDF around with me all the time and love to share it with people. Yeah, because the law enforcement doesn't even know what's supposed to happen. We know that we found that out firsthand. Yeah. I yeah. would I would help them do their job for them if I could give people something to go off of, not just here's some guy who tells me that I can't do that and I told him to go to the FAA's website 
and find it and then go to AMAs and find the rules there and then you interpret it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm being I, honest. I, I know that's what I, I think. Dude, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm just playing devil's advocate and saying shame, shame, shame. They're for mocking. I the, do really appreciate all the work. I really genuinely do. I just, I would like to see them not. Yeah. My dad, you know what? My dad was the same way. He was an electrical engineer, worked for NASA. Probably one of the more intelligent people that I've ever met in my entire life. Guy was just crazy smart. He knew so much. Couldn't teach worth a shit. Because he didn't know how to relate things clearly to people. Big weakness. It was all up there. All the information was right there. And for those, for the right kind of person, it was easy to get out. But for the average person, it didn't work out so well. Mm -hmm. So, just something to think about, everyone. Yeah. Way to end. The, way to end it on a downer note, man. No, that's a good note. <laughs> what that means is that it is looking no. in our favor. I'm just talking about the whole topic altogether. No, I think it's a. It's yeah. Tired, dude. I'm so exhausted. This, You're over it? I just, you know what? I'm tired of not being allowed to have my own opinion without being uh, criticized all nah, over the place. Don't bother me. It's just, I'm done. I mean, I know, you know what? They're going to do what they want to do. I'm going to fly when I want to fly. And if the two worlds collide, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and yep. see, that's, that's me. And I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I mean, I really don't. I am that guy. I just sit back and look at all the, I mean, all, here's my confession. I, this is horrible because of oh, our, our reach that we have and how many people we're talking to. I'm that guy that just sits back and flicks right past all the stuff. Everything, every day, the oh, this and that, oh, this and that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for that one post where it's like, all right, here's here's your current set of rules with no numbers <laughs> all the numbers I have are feet perfect here's what you need to do that one pdf that i can share when i find that man I'll, I'll be all about it but until then it's not even worth my scrolling time i'll just go out and fly instead i hear you that's the, that's the approach i'm taking from now on how about, yeah. how about you justin you know uh you know you know no i mean i i read the shit i get it I mean, I can read legal, uh, but I also understand that uh, most people don't or don't have the inclination to. And bottom line is that everything that is or a lot of what is wrong with the daily goings on in the world is poor communication. You know, I, I mean, I make fun, but like my job. It's rocket science, but it's not rocket science. It would be a whole hell of a lot easier if we didn't have communication issues. Building the rockets isn't the problem. Standing three feet from the person that you're speaking face-to-face -face with and expecting them to leave the room with the same exact understanding as you have, that's the problem. Amen to that. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we wrap this one up. What do you think? Hi, it is. Yes. Before we do that, we should do some emails. 
Nick, how do I get in touch with you to send you hate mail about your position of the AMA? Yeah, you can send that to AMA. No, just kidding. Uh, www. Oh, wait a minute. No, hey, we're doing emails. Nick emails. at com, Or you can catch me on my Facebook page at Nick Len RCHN. How about you, Justin? You can send me an email to Justin at RCHellyNation.com or catch me on Facebook or the forums as Justin Pucci. You wanted to send something to Jesse, tell him to get his ass back here. That would be Jesse at RCHellyNation.com. If you have a question about shirt, citizen numbers, or just want to say hi, you can send those off to Ken at Ken at RCHellyNation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan at RCHellyNation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums and Facebook. By the way, you can find us there on facebook as well rchn and of course we got the listeners uh, corner there on heli freak again thanks to heli freak for uh for uh, putting up with us there it's a lot of fun it's a great way to keep in touch with us too to kind of see what's happening and i do think that about wraps it up guys this has been episode 237 we sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it sorry it's a little late but uh, you know you're late than never right? yep This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soko Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, Spartan Flybarless Systems, and Superiority. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.